0: Hello my friends and welcome back to the Kokoro Movement Podcast. On this episode we have Andy Shea. He is a personal trainer out of San Diego and owns a gym called Movement Reborn. This was a really fun conversation. We talked about anything and everything. So without further ado, Andy Shea. be on the podcast man I really appreciate it yeah sure appreciate it too so let's uh talk about your uh, humble beginnings and kind of where you started and how you got to where you are now um yeah let's just like kind of step by step
1: got it yeah long story short um yeah South African born and raised and um started my personal training career when I was around 21 um, yeah, so basically I, yeah, in the beginning, I just wanted to pick up girls and thought being a trainer was the best way to do that, right? <laughs> was was fed that way? Right. Um, turned out it was the complete opposite, but, um, realized the stronger I started getting, the more I knew, um, the more I started getting injured and I have no idea why, you know, so, um, turns out, and all of my clients as well, like they usually start off okay, but then these little aches and tweaks, come in every once in a while and I was always wondering what is actually causing this even if their technique is good or um things like that like these tweaks still come through um so over time like that's where the corrective exercise strategies started coming in and yeah so personally I've been injured my whole life so I had like um yeah disc degeneration in my lower back L5S1 since I was like 13 years old um, had plantar fasciitis, I oscarotillitis in my knees, dislocated both my shoulders, Um, and all of these injuries just started getting amplified the stronger that I got, even if my technique was good. So I just knew that something was missing. And, yeah, my breakthrough was when I was around 22. I was, like, the strongest. I was the biggest in my life, and I felt the worst. So I felt like I was 60 years old in, like, a 22-year-old body, and... That's when I knew that something was off in the fitness industry. It's like they're promoting push past your limits all the time, you know like that's the only way you're gonna progress, and that's what I was doing this entire time, and I just started getting more and more injured and It's not just me, it's pretty much everybody else right pro pro athletes are injured all the time right. and um, so then I started finding the movement side of things where I picked up original strength and animal flow and following Dr. Perry Nicholson, and all of these guys, and that's when I started feeling personally like a huge difference myself, where my joints just started feeling better, I dropped a few pounds, but I still looked the same, Um, and even better actually, because I felt better as well, so everything just started progressing into this category, and then after that, then I picked up neurokinetic therapy, and I was like, "Whoa, huge game changer!" Now I can yeah. actually, te- yeah. So now I can actually test muscles, I can see what's actually working, what's not, and so I started learning how to implement everything that I learned into, yeah, my system over here. And that's when I decided that I was ready to pretty much open up a gym to set my own standard of community and culture that I want within the yeah field that I'm doing. And that's where the pain management side started coming through. Yeah, and then last year I moved down to San Diego. I was totally not ready to open a gym or anything, but I was like, you know what? The timing is right. The price for the place was perfect. The location was great. So just took a chance and I started it. And that's pretty much what, yeah, what it is now.
0: Yeah, you have an awesome facility, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but, like, going back to kind of where you started and uh one of the things that I heard you say was corrective exercises. And so yes. you know, I started out um in martial arts training,
1: which mm-hmm.
0: is uh more of kind of a complete system, and then went into uh CrossFit. And oh, so nice. right. So then you kinda so then that's where we're kind of the same, right? Where you're just like God, I'm just always kind of feel injured. And you're not injured to the point where you can't function Yes. but you injured to the point where you're not functioning properly.
1: Exactly. And so,
0: and, you know, now with uh, a lot of the education that I've gotten, um, I feel like corrective exercises should, you should just take corrective out of there and just be like, that's how you exercise. Yeah. And then, so for me, you know, all my quote unquote corrective exercises are the exercises that I do and croft CrossFit supplements that, and so that's kind of how I do it, and it's uh, and it's really interesting. Kind of the more I go down all these rabbit holes. So, are do you have? Are you a, a licensed massage therapist also?
1: Uh, yeah. So I picked that up in South Africa. So yeah, okay. slightly different where I do massage therapy and personal training at yeah all at once. You know, okay, like
0: a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So then it's it's. And the way I look at it is it's all kind of the same thing. Yes. And so, you know, like kind of what we uh, learned from Perry, God, that was just last week, which is bananas. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> um, you know, is it's really dangerous to look at everything separately. Yes. But that's, you know, how they teach the human body, and it kind of makes sense. But, you know, the, the therapy and the exercises, everything's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so you were up in the Bay Area, is that correct? Yes. And you were doing your uh, personal training up there. And, and uh-huh. how long did you do that for?
1: Um, so I was up in the Bay Area for almost four years.
0: Okay. Yeah. And started then...
1: at uh, 24 Fitness and then moved into Equinox and then okay. decided that, yeah, corporate mentality wasn't my, yeah, my appetite. <laughs> right.
0: Um, and mm-hmm. what what were you doing before that?
1: Um. Before that, South Africa. Uh, oh, before okay. that, yeah. Right before South Africa, I left um, to work on the cruise ships for nine months. So okay. I was a trainer on board doing motivational speaking and sales and stuff. And that's when I started realizing that hardly anybody knows anything about movement. Right. Um Yeah, and that's where I realized that this was totally the right industry for me
0: because I had a voice and I just needed to project it. Right. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And so, and then, so was uh, moving to the Bay Area planned, or did it just kind of happen that way?
1: Uh, it kind of just happened. So after the cruise ships, um, basically my the green card fell into my hand, and um, when I went back to South Africa, my bags were still packed, and I was like, you know what? Since I've already been traveling, I might as well just pick up and head to the U.S. And that's pretty much what I did. So I started at uh, from New York and went down to Miami for a few months. And then from Miami, went to L.A. and then L.A. went up to the Bay Area. And that's when I was like, you know what, let's just settle here for a little bit. And then I picked up those two gigs. Yeah. And after a while, I moved down to San Diego. So all over the world, oh, all over the
0: U.S. That's awesome. And yeah. then so what what made you choose San Diego
1: um, that was just pure luck. One of my, I was just getting tired of the bay, and one of my clients um just mentioned that he's heading down to San Diego, and it was just perfect. He said it was like the best city ever. I didn't understand why. Um, so yeah, when I came down here to take a look, I was like, oh, I get it, and
0: yeah. I stayed ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right on. So that's yeah. where uh, I went to massage school initially, and that's uh was back in two thousand. And okay. I just graduated high school at that point. So, you know, I was an 18-year-old kid and had no idea what I was doing in my life. So I most mm. definitely couldn't run my own business. Yeah. Um, so I've been a, a licensed massage therapist since um, 2015. So I've been doing this for about three years. And um, mm-hmm. and so when did you start doing uh, the NKT stuff? NKT, I actually just picked up last year as well. Okay, Um, cool. So, yeah,
1: February, I think, was level one.
0: (laughs) Okay. So we kind of started that at the same time. So I, I, you know, just kind of following Perry around Mm -hmm. and watching all his videos and watching him do all the muscle testing stuff, and I came across it and then bought the book and then started kind of doing it, kind of piecing it together from really old uh, NKT videos on YouTube and then Mm -hmm. on the book. Yeah. And then uh took it when did I take it? In um October of last year, I think. And nice. yeah, it just Yeah. Love it. You you look at the body completely different when you start to like they do a really good job of showing you how the body's connected through everything. And so yes. like, you know, just from you know, just from level one to level three, I think they did a really good job of putting that together. And you Definitely. just, it's a game changer for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, kind of in my space, and I'm sure it's uh, the same for you, um, you, like, I had my clients come in, and a majority of them are the CrossFit athletes that I coach, so that I can correct movement or correct uh, dysfunction in the system and then watch them move during a workout and then figure out, if they're good to go, or if they need more corrections. And so is that pretty much how you integrate it into your business as well?
1: Uh, Yeah. So for me, like the most powerful part of NKT is the assessment side of things, right? So I use that um, for my initial consultations as well. So as soon as I step in, um, I go through the entire history of injuries and stuff and then um, do some movement assessments, pop them on the table, clear them out, and then retest them to see if they move better or not. And, yeah, so usually even after the consultation, 80% of the people already feel at least 50 to 70% better, and then it's up to them to choose to want to continue or not. And then after that, then they, yeah, so I give my clients programs of, these are all the muscles you need to release, these are the muscles that you need to activate, these are the ones, you, uh, and then the
0: resets and activations come after that. Then right. they can, yeah, then they can start working out. Cool. And then, um. What other education do you have on top of that? Um, after NKT, um, yeah. I have OS,
1: original strength, um, animal flow, kettlebell, strong first, uh, Olympic lifting, yeah, correct, <laughs>
0: exercise,
1: all of that stuff. Yeah.
0: So where what uh animal flow course did you take? Um, animal flow, the I took the level one. I haven't taken the level two yet. Um, still want to get into that. Okay. Mm -hmm. and uh who teaches that one
1: uh so mike fitch is the founder of animal flow okay uh, yeah but cliff harsky was the one who taught it in san diego oh okay yeah yeah
0: yeah you heard of cliff Uh, i've heard of him yeah i follow him on instagram also so oh yeah uh, he's an amazing human being (laughs) yeah yeah so i uh um you know going through so when i started CrossFit, i didn't after after a while, you don't really know how to work out other than CrossFit, you know? Yeah. And I just got to this point where I hit a wall. I was no longer competitive. I didn't need to prove anything to myself anymore. So then I started kind of trying to explore uh, different options. And then, you know, that's when um, movement was really becoming a thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's like when Ito Portal kind of burst on the scene because you started yeah. training Conor McGregor. And then mm-hmm. so I started experimenting with a lot of that stuff and then through on it discovered like the uh, the steel maces and the steel clubs and and then uh, found like a couple of their instructors and started learning that there's different ways to use a kettlebell other than snatching, cleaning, jerking, and kettlebell swings. And so yeah. <laughs> was able to, you know, start incorporating a lot of that into my training. Um, and so now you know, just a couple of years later trying to figure out the balance between um, what, you know, makes me feel good and then, you know, doing the CrossFit end of things because, you know, as as you saw uh, when I met you at the, the ANF course, you mm-hmm. know, I'm a bigger guy and, and bigger guys are apt to running, you know what I mean? I'm never just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to go run. But yeah. um, so I need to – so CrossFit is kind of what – motivates me to work out that heart muscle, you know what I mean? Get, yes, get the, yeah. the blood pumping. So um, so let's talk about your uh, personal movement practice. What does that look like?
1: Um. So honestly, I pretty much stopped lifting weights now. Um, I do that every once in a while, but it's not religious. Like I don't have any programs and I hate following programs per se. So right. I'm more of a biofeedback type of person and whatever I feel like I want to do that day that feels good for my body, then I will do that. Um, so typically I'll start off with just some breathing assessments, see how everything's going, and then I'll do a couple of OS resets. Um, yeah, and then after the resets, I start rolling around on the ground. I can start doing, like, flips and handstands and stuff. and um, Then I probably do a couple of deadlifts here and there, or, like, a couple of squats, and then I jump around, do carries, and then roll around again. So I'm pretty much just all over the place, more of a play enthusiast, I'd say. Fair enough. Like, yeah, structurally unstructured, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so my main philosophy is that, um, um so as long as you have the fundamental movement all set, like you can push, pull, squat, hinge, carry, rotate, and roll, and crawl, and all of that stuff, then yeah. technically, like, you can do whatever as you want. So I don't have the... Um, aesthetic goals or anything anymore. I've done all of that, been there, been at 6% body fat, and super lean. And, um, And I was like, this is not maintainable. For me personally, now I just want to be able to feel good yeah. and keep moving until I'm 125 and still be able to move at that age and just kind of die peacefully in my sleep. That's yeah. the goal.
0: So, like
1: yeah, I'm pushing the body to the limit. I realize it's not the way to do that anymore. So always right. just, yeah. Build the intuition of what you feel like doing that day, and then go for that as long as it feels good.
0: Yeah, and intuitively, I've kind of had the same thing because you know the the CrossFit mentality is just go hard every day. Yeah. Um, and so now I kind of play the game where it's how I'm feeling on that day, and if yep. I like it, if if I like the workout, then you know I'll just kind of move through it and yep. go at kind of my own pace. And if there's a workout, you know. Where I look at it, and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to crush that today. Then I just crush it. And yeah. if I feel – and, you know, sometimes uh, my ego still creeps in there, and then, you know, two mm-hmm. sort too walks to walk for like four or five days, and that's my mistake. But you know what I mean? That's yeah. just kind of how it goes. Um, so what your movement practice sounds like is similar to uh, uh, Dr. Andrea Spina when I was taking the, the FRC course from him. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how you just move all day every day. Yep. And, you know, so uh, I think that we're both in a fortunate position to where, um, you know, I have an office inside of the CrossFit gym, and so nice. I have equipment around me all the time. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you can just, like, so what he says is he just has different pieces of equipment all over his house and all over his office. Yep. And so whenever he has a couple minutes, he just goes and does a couple things here, a couple things there, moving all day long instead of, you know, falling into the the trap nowadays with like, you know, CrossFit, Orange Theory, that kind of thing where you just go and hammer it for an hour and then that's your, you know, movement practice for the day. That's just because he's really into, you know, saying that we we never, you know, as like genetically as hunter-gatherers, we're never just like, oh, I should just crush it for an hour and then just be done for the day and just kind of sit around and not do much. You know what I mean? You're constantly moving around doing things. Exactly. So so it sounds like uh, you, you and you have the the perfect perfect gym for that. I mean, I was really impressed by how you set everything up in that little space. It was perfect. Yeah, so, thank uh, you. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that. So, um, and how long have you had the space you're in now? Oh, uh, seven months now. Seven months, right on. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. um, how's uh, how's your business growing from that, from when you started until now?
1: Um I'm definitely growing every month um so it started off really slow, like my biggest struggle was I have such a different niche and yeah. it's not a typical gym, so I can't just fast out of flyers like one free week pass and you're you know and stuff like yeah. that so um so for me, it was just basically just my marketing is pay management side of things, so I'm very specific with the people that I choose to want to work with right um, simply cuz i want to protect the culture as much as i can um so it started off slow but people just started finding me through yeah facebook and instagram cuz i'm very very heavily content marketing orientated so right. i just keep putting out a lot of content for free and i love creating videos um of high quality i try to make it as good as i can
0: yeah. um
1: yeah so people start resonating with that and once they look at the website, they're like, "Oh, this is interesting. It's nothing that they've seen before, and most people are looking for like original strength or n k t and um yeah, then they start finding me, and then when they book into the consult, they yeah, they love what I do, so they yeah they stay um yeah, they stay for quite a while, and yeah, so every month has uh, it's definitely been growing, um yeah, so obviously, I want to be able to build up to
0: a hundred members right now yeah. in about
1: twenty twenty five yeah
0: and so, how does that work? How are you, are you doing like monthly memberships, or or are you uh, doing by visit, or how are you doing that?
1: Yeah, so it's a it's a two section thing. It's either one one on one personal training or two. It's semi private training. So okay. for the yeah, and I want the bread and butter to be the semi privates. And so basically, you come in for your consult, um, and if you decide that you want to take the semi private training route um you get three personal training sessions along with six week um access to all the classes and okay. then after the six weeks um then they can you can choose if you want to continue then you go onto a monthly basis of um yeah either twice a week or unlimited access
0: to yeah the classes okay and um, then so th- yeah that's really interesting yeah, I really like how that. Yeah, I really like how that works out. And then so mm-hmm. you you have like class type settings also.
1: Uh no, so it's semi private only. So I match okay. out of four people per group. Okay.
0: And then are yeah. they all doing kind of the same thing or how does that work? Oh
1: no, everyone's got their own program. So everyone's got. Oh, uh, that's what the initial first three sessions are for. Okay. For me to either do more NKT stuff if they need it. And then um, yeah, and then teach them the fundamental movements of which um, resets they need to do, of rocking, rolling, crawling, or whatever. And then basic um, yeah, fundamental exercises so they don't just go into the yeah small group classes without knowing anything. So um, yeah, and then after that, then it's maximum of four people a group, and everybody's got their own program based
0: on what their goals and needs are. But we just work together as a team. Okay, cool. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. I really like that a lot. So then, you. you know, we're we're kind of in the in the same kind of predicament mm-hmm. where you don't really we we have like a pretty it's like broad idea of what our practice is like, and so it's really hard for me to call myself a massage therapist because that's not really what I am. Yeah, you know, and I feel like you're mm-hmm. kind of in the same boat with that. And so what do you, what do you call yourself then? Um, I just, a movement specialist, that's
1: what I okay. put on my card, but there's nothing really, you know, I still call myself a trainer, but I'd say more of a rehab oriented trainer. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that. Cause it's just, <laughs> I, I feel like it, it, you know, if you go you the right category well, just, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, <laughs> it's really fascinating. So, um, yeah. So we're about, let's see, we're just about a week and a half out of that A&F course. Like, how's that working out for you? Have you tried that on anybody yet?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So
0: I've got a couple of discs. Um, the biggest
1: part of what I use, what I like to use A&F for is the calming side of things. So, yeah. Because all my clients are super stressed and...
0: So I've been putting
1: medical comms on them for, for, like, almost all my clients. and yeah. It's working out pretty well so far. One of my clients, like, he was just like, what the hell is happening to me? Like, <laughs> I don't get as frustrated as, as, usually, as I usually do. And it's like, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, because I didn't hash out on anyone, but I'm, like, dead calm. I was like, that is fascinating. Like, I don't want to change his personality, but it was very interesting yeah. to see how he was responding. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that's a uh, you know that's I love San Diego as well. And yeah. Like I said, I've you know spent a lot of time there, mm-hmm. um, but the the driving there is insane. Like getting on the mm-hmm. highways, I've never experienced like anything like that before. Oh you know, really? Yeah. So like you know because I'm from Arizona, so um, ah okay, and Northern Arizona, we don't have a whole lot of traffic up here, but you know just the the. I feel like the the driving on the highway in San Diego is really kind of erratic. Whereas in Phoenix, there's still a lot of traffic, but we're all going 80 miles an hour, and we're all kind of merging a lot better. Where mm. and and it's just kind of it's kind of hard to describe. But I feel like you know the the mood of San Diego is really chill. Yeah. Until you get on the highway, and then oh, <laughs> what are these people doing? Yeah, you know,
1: uh, yeah, I get that. Honestly, I hardly ever hit any traffic because I put my work hours around that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's much better than Bay Area or LA, and I've been. Oh, both. for sure.
0: So I was like, yeah, yeah.
1: San Diego's much much more chilled. <laughs> yeah,
0: L.A.'s mm-hmm. bananas, and and I haven't really driven in the the mm-hmm. Bay Area all that much, um, but I feel like you know I was just in. I took uh, NKT three in Chicago about a week and a half before I was in San Diego so mm. I feel like the traffic in both those places are pretty comparable
1: and yeah. so you know
0: but I mean just the, that's kind of the big city life right like everybody's yep. just go 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 all the time so they all need that that yeah. down regulation of the movement to the nervous system right so mm-hmm. and you haven't have you used any of the, the pain and inflammation stuff yet or, or any energy discs or anything like that
1: uh, not yet, because I ran out of those. I still need to order them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What about so, you? So I use, uh, I took ANF1 uh, last September, and so I've been using it a lot and okay. learning a lot. So when I took, um, so level two was really good for me because I, I was really kind of, insecure in the knowledge base that I had, but I realized that I actually was doing pretty good. So I think that that ANF level two is really good. So I use it a lot. Um, You know, so the, the people, the population of people that I have, um, you know, are inflamed a lot just because they do cross CrossFit a lot. So there's a lot of muscle breakdown going on in mm-hmm. there. And then, you know, the, the typical, you know, Eating, eating like people just eat really bad, and I'm in that group, and I'm trying to get it together. But it's just you know it's a it's an uphill battle trying yeah. to eat healthy in this day and age where there's not a whole lot of healthy food out there. Yeah. So you know there's a lot of inflammation going on there. Um, I have a lot of um, you know I call them office athletes, just people that sit a lot. Mm-hmm. You know that that doesn't you know get a whole lot of uh, lymphatic movement going on there. Yeah. Um, so I use the uh, pain and inflammation quite a bit. Um, gotcha. So the, um, the um, spinal perturbation testing that Perry taught us, I used that actually with uh, one of my uh, personal training clients, um, which is really fun. So she was doing a uh, one rep max deadlift for the day and she failed. And I did the, uh spinal uh perturbation testing and found out where the energy leak was yeah. and then put the ANS disc on her uh spine right there and then she went up another fifty pounds after her failure. What? So I'm just like, yeah, it's bananas. <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> so, super That's cool awful. man. Yeah. Really huh. fun. Um, so uh what kind of education are you planning on taking in the future? Um,
1: I want to do a dissection one. That's been on my list oh, for a yeah, long the, time. Oh, yeah. The immaculate yeah. dissection? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Or well, immaculate dissection? Is that by Kathy Dooley? Yeah, that's the, that's, Oh, okay. The, yeah, you want to do, like, an actual dissection one? Yeah, I want to do a
1: live one, like, with, oh, okay. uh, yeah, either, um, yeah, through anatomy trains or, with, yeah, yeah. or something, but, right. yeah, usually those are, like, a week, a week and a half, and, I can't close my gym for that long again a and f already killed me, so I was like, yeah, oh. yeah,, and then, well,
0: <laughs> and then you did yeah. the primal movement change right after that, right? yeah,
1: oh, that was a fun weekend
0: oh man uh, i I wish uh, i I saw that you guys were doing that, and I'm like, God, dang it, I wish I could have been there for that, but, yeah,' um, There'll be more, so, yeah, for sure, and you know I might try and get uh I'm gonna try and get him to come to my gym, I think try right, and get him absolutely. to come to northern Arizona, yeah. Super cool. Um, uh, Have you taken any of the rock tape courses at all? Uh, Not yet, actually. I'm definitely planning on doing that as well. Yeah, those are really good.
1: Yeah, because I tape people up every now and then, but I don't, yeah, like, I kind of just wing it for the most part, but definitely, yeah, I like to learn the, like, I understand the concepts and everything behind it, but I do want to see more structure in it.
0: Right, yeah, Yeah. and it's, uh, I think it would be, I need to start using it more and I need to take, because I took just the basic level of it, just how to to tape up shoulders, knees, hips, that kind of thing. Yeah. And Uh so then the level two is more about uh, movement patterns, which I think would be really good and really beneficial. So I think I need to take that second one. And then they uh, just came out with those rock pods, which I'm really excited about, which is like Rock Tape's version of cupping. Yeah, definitely. So I've been using uh, the cupping therapy quite a bit for a long time yeah and so it's really good it's really good to you know get um you know the the trigger points or whatever you want to call them kind of moving get a lot more blood flow in there and get you know more um neurological input to those areas totally so i really like that a lot um and then so i took uh the function range conditioning course in april Mm-hmm. And i'm gonna go out to Vancouver to take their kin stretch class, so I'm really excited oh, about cool. that
1: nice yeah.
0: so yeah, so that's gonna be it's gonna be really fun kinda of introducing that to Flagstaff i I wanna you know go around to all the yoga studios and you know kind of partner up with them and you know kind of be, spread it out, spread the love a little bit you yeah. know get get people moving a little better, so that's yeah yeah, cool. so um. Hmm. Um, anything else for you on the horizon?
1: Um, so that I do want to take some anatomy trains courses. Um, yeah, there's a couple for like movement, and then maybe pick up DNS or something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I feel like I like for me, I don't want to keep going down the full-on therapy realm because I yeah. enjoy the movement side more. So yeah, right. maybe like androspinous stuff or Portel's things as well. Yeah, like that would be really fun to play around with. The hardest part is being able to implement those insane movements into the rehab environment of things, because right. those guys perform at such a high level. Yeah, and most general populations can't do that type of thing, which is why I right. really resonated with um, original strength stuff, where it's just super simple, super basic, and you can right. regress it as much as you want or progress it as much as you want. Right, whereas uh yeah, so for me, taking those other courses is almost my personal benefit, but it's not gonna benefit my clients as much as it will for myself, so, right. I'm looking for another course that's gonna help benefit more gen pop things or actually create my own workshop to be able to do that,
0: right, and so mm-hmm. the the f r c course I really enjoyed quite a bit, mm-hmm. um you know he's uh he's very opinionated, so you kinda gotta, you know, yeah. Take so a lot Andrew, of the stuff. Yeah, we're teaching it? Yeah, Andrea Spina, Yep. Okay. Yeah. So he's really intelligent. I really like yeah. his the way he presents his information quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he does knock on uh, NKT quite a bit. Uh, yeah. And so if you just take all that stuff with a grain of salt and just focus on what his message is, uh-huh. that I feel like his stuff is really easy to kind of to implement into uh my personal practice and yes. and I think that you know once you start to understand kind of his philosophy then like the kin stretch group classes makes a lot of sense yeah um, absolutely and so uh and as far as the DNS stuff goes I I took um you know all three exercise levels um nice. and they they're really good I feel like you you have the the general message of what they're trying to teach kind of already in, in your language. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's always good to, um, you know, learn it differently. So I'm reading a book by Gary Ward called uh, what the foot right now, because I'm obsessed with foot function at the moment. And, um, you know, he's just talking about how, you know, muscles become dysfunctional because of the way that your skeleton moves around its center. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: you know, just him explaining it that way, like, I knew that information, but yeah, the way that he explained it was new to me, so then it just really kind of hit home, Love you know. It. So, like, in the CrossFit space, you know, somebody will say, well, no coach has ever said that to me before. I'm like, that's it's not true. Right. They just didn't say it the way that I just said it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, like, different ways of explaining different things. And so, like, the way that I use DNS and and in, in, you know, my personal practice and in my gym is you know basically like what Perry says is you know you got to get people back on the floor because they have no idea you know how to use their body in space and mm-hmm. so you know if they're not um if they're not you know athletes that were athletes in like high school and college and they're just they haven't really moved a whole lot then they don't know how to organize their spine they don't know how to brace their core they don't know what that means so then you start to regress them past the deadlift into, like, the crawling pattern. And if they can't do the crawling pattern, then you have to take them into rolling patterns. And if they can't do that, then you take them into, like, a dead bug-type scenario to where they start to get more body awareness and core awareness that way. And yeah. So that's that's kind of like the the basic underlying principles that I took from DNS and then with my yeah. own personal movement practice just really focusing on it's lateral and contralateral uh, stabilization patterns, yeah. and that's just what works best for me. So, um, you know, I think uh, I think that you know the DNS courses would be good, but I think that you have a lot of that information already. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, but it's yeah. Uh, like
1: um, I always think original strength is so similar to DNS. Um, yeah, but it's nice to understand the more clinical side of things instead of just right. full on practical. Right. Um but yeah, definitely. Um yeah, the principles is pretty much exactly the same. Like just how we start from birth of how we start moving the eyes and then the heads and then we learn how to roll and from rolling we rock and then from rocking to crawling. DNS right. does all of that and uh yeah, I guess it's just more clinical and very, very yeah. technical to break down, whereas OS kinda of just put the simplified like, you know what, this is how we move, this is how we're gonna do it and let's just go. Yeah. Um which is great too. So I think it would be nice to have a little bit of both. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And it's you know, everything has a good message. Like I've uh been looking at uh Postural Restoration Institute for a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have a good message ooh, also. Yeah. yeah
1: then, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I think Anatomy in
0: Motion is also a really good one. I want to look into yes. that as
1: well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that was in uh, NKT Level 3, that's what everybody was suggesting to me, and that's the book that I'm reading right now. Okay. Is the guy, the so Anatomy in Motion is the guy that uh, wrote What the Foot. Yes, so, that,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I was like, Gary Ward, that's a new a yeah. name. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. from. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, you know, I'll be looking at that. Um, you know, kind of cause I'm just starting out also. So I'm, like I said, I'm about, uh, three years in, so I'm really early and, wow. you know, trying to, uh, uh, you know, cause I'm, a, I'm just obsessed with trying to make people feel better. Right. So then, yeah. and there's so much information out there. So I just really need to cap it back on the education courses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, like you said, having your gym clothes for a week isn't helpful, <laughs> but, um, you know, I was gone, you know, this month I was gone for about a week and a half just uh, traveling to, you know, different education courses. And that's, you know, now I'm like, oh, God, i got to make that up. And, yes. is, you know, trying to pile everybody in, you know what I mean? So, yep. you know, those are some stuff I'm going to have to start looking at next year because just knowing my personality, if I find a course this year, yeah, then I will, I will take <laughs> Yeah, I will take that course this year. So definitely, you know, yep. Yeah, I need to tap yeah. it back a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really good. But there's yeah. there's so much really amazing information out there, and I think that you know podcasts are really helpful, and I think you know just videos and just kind of you know managing your time is Absolutely. the best way to learn. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so let's, uh, let's talk about your um, – the way you kind of market yourself because I think that that's really interesting also, and I've been following um, Gary Vaynerchuk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's just saying just put content out there, and it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter, you know, the quality of it. It just matters that it's there. And so, yes. you know, th- instead of just worried about quality, just start. So let's – and you said that's where – a lot of people kind of gained awareness of you. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's funny you mentioned Gary Vee because that's exactly what I started using because before I wanted all my content to be perfect. I took hours to edit and all of that stuff every single time. Even my Instagram videos were all edited and cutted and stuff like that. So, you know, it was like the perfect script. And the following was very, very slow, but... At the beginning of the year, I was was just like, you know what? It doesn't have to be with my, you know, my DSLR camera. I'm just going to put my phone down. It doesn't matter if the audio quality is not so good. I'm just going to start just putting the camera down and then just doing a quick little movement and doing something within 60 seconds and post that. And after I started doing that, it just started, yeah, getting more engagement. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So exactly what Gary V said, it's not about – the quality all the time, especially on something like Instagram or something, unless you're a model trying to do something, the quality matters. But if you just wanted to put information out there, the right followers will not actually start following you. Um, Yeah. So whatever comes to my mind, anything movement orientated, I put that on my business page. Um, Yeah. And I just start doing that. And um, yeah. So I also very heavy on my Facebook page as well. So I like to create um, longer videos for my Facebook audience because it's slightly older population, plus um, it reaches internationally. Um, Yeah, so, like, it really just depends. A lot of it is on mindset. A lot of it is from just awareness of what the body is naturally supposed to be able to do and then tips and tricks here and there. So whatever I feel like um, my message needs to – yeah, the message and movement needs to be – promoted, that's the stuff that I shoot on Facebook, and I try to take more time to film those videos um, so that it has a chance of going viral. Um, but yeah, so I think i backtracked backtrack a little bit. So what was the main question that you said?
0: Yeah, so that's basically yes. just what I was talking about, is like how yeah. you kind of organize your, your, uh, your media so that people can start finding you. Because I yeah. think that that's kind of really important. So just trying to people... You know, just focus on your message and what your message is and then put it out there. And so, you know, I have uh, two different pages. Mm -hmm. um, And so one of them is my movement page and the other one is like my business page. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my business page is kind of whatever is inspiring me on the moment. Just kind of put it like quotes I put out there, um, Mm -hmm. stuff that I've read in books, like, you know, quotes that I've seen in videos, podcasts, that kind of thing. And then my other page is just, you know, I record each movement that I do in my workouts and then I just put those up there every day because I think uh, one that the movement page is really focused on, you know, more of the CrossFit athletes because the CrossFit athletes just move in that one plane of motion constantly. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of educating them that there's other ways to move and you can, you don't have to do this in a workout. You could do it in your warm up. You could do it in your cool down, like whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. As long as you're, you know, moving your joint through a healthy range of motion. And so, totally. yeah, really cool, man. Okay. And so, let's, uh, let's tell uh, people where they can find you.
1: Um yeah, so, you can Facebook, um, just, yeah, search Movement Reborn, um, same as Instagram, and my website, movementreborn.com, all of it, yeah, I'm mostly active on Facebook and Instagram, and then people, yeah, go through the website too, to take a look at all my other videos and stuff. So, um, I have a full-on video media section on my website. So pretty much everything that I um, – my full-on videos that I feel like is going to build a lot of value, that goes on my website as well. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my other favorite part of your website is where you place links to um, products that you use in your gym. Like I just bought that <laughs> acupressure pebble mat. Oh, nice. Was, Very cool. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So that's a really helpful section of that website also. So thank you. Know, you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you putting that
1: up. Yeah, I'm always trying to just make it one source of information that people can refer to, which is why yeah. the exercise database is up there as well. So eventually, I'm gonna, I'm um, actually, I just finished filming um my last part of it this weekend, so I'll be launching it um later on this week. Um, so it's gonna be almost 250 exercises now. Oh yeah, yeah. Of releases, resets, activations, plus the fundamental movements of push, pull, squat, hinge carry, and rotate. So yeah, all of my clients and people who just want more resources on how to do things, just yeah, they can download that for free.
0: Perfect, man. I appreciate yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to be on my podcast. Yeah, thank you for inviting me as well, man. Absolutely, awesome. absolutely. Yeah. Yep, and uh, thank you again. We'll talk to you soon, and have a nice day. Yeah, take it
1: easy, Jesse. Have an awesome one.